The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to another episode of the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One, and today we are going behind the curtain. We usually do every weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about number one, the Cesaro signing another contract with WWE. We're going to talk about the Steve Cutler situation with the COVID as he got fired. Let go, fired, for going to a New Year's Eve party and what Diana Perrazzo said of that situation. Plus, we're going to be talking about, you know, uh, we're going to be talking about the legends and the veterans who showed up at uh, the Royal Rumble and, you know, what my thoughts of that and is it good for wrestling or not. And I think that, you know, I got my opinions on that. A lot of people have their own, um, but... I have my own opinion, so we're going to be talking about that's it, that story, plus um, news behind the curtain and stuff that's happening. So let's start it off by letting you guys know that you guys could follow me on social media, either through Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I'm also at WrestlingJoners.com, uh, Mr. Scott, and um, I want to appreciate what he's been doing. There's a lot of great things going on with that. The Jonas Podcast Network. I mean, it's a lot of things popping up on that. So I'm, you know, I'm not even gonna say nothing. I'm just gonna let it. When it happens, you will know. Um, <clears throat> also, you can find me at any audio uh, podcast platform. That means Apple, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music Podcast, and and many, 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 many more other places that you can find the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. So I just want to thank all my subscribers for my audio podcast i also have the youtube channel called the chokes Night wrestling report i already got already 108 subscriber i'm heading to 110 i'm trying to hit that mark 110 i need two more to hit the 110 i need like 33 more viewers in there so i can hit the 10,000 views so there's a lot of things happening and again i just want to give thanks to the joiners podcast network because without them those numbers will not be going up like they've been doing. So, I mean, sometimes, like I said, you got to go and, and and start doing things on yourself. And eventually you, all the hard work you've done, it will, you know, what you sow is what you reap. So all this stuff that I've been doing for almost two years is, is kind of panning out. Also, guys, don't forget to go to my merchandise store. Uh, the website is called tcwr.veryimpressive.com. That's tcwr.veryimpressive.com. I have the Chokesland Wrestling Report t-shirt in there. Plus, I have other t-shirts. One is kind of getting a lot, a lot popular called Body Slammer with the Chokesland Wrestling Report logo in the middle. Guys, check that out. I also have the Snapback baseball cap in there. So go check it out and tell your friends. So, 
We're going to start off with the news that was roaming around, I think it was either Friday or Saturday. Cesaro supposedly signed a new contract with WWE. Now, Cesaro has been around since God knows what. I think 2009, 2010, probably a little longer. He's been there forever. And I remember when I first saw him, I was like, yo, this guy has all the talent. And at that time, he was the United States champion. I remember one time he caught the great Khali and freaking power drive them. Great Khali, seven-footer. And he did, this man had some amazing strength when he called the great Khali and kind of did a finishing move on him. It was like a power driver move. And I've always been very impressed with Cesaro. The problem with the Cesaro situation is that you know, they, WWE, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's McMahon. McMahon does not look like he likes Cesaro. And Cesaro has been talking about it for years, about this supposedly brass ring that WWE has, that they put it up there and you're supposed to reach it. But let's be realistic, okay? Cesaro's been there probably, even when John Cena was in his prime, John Cena was the man, John Cena was everything at that time. Cesaro uh, was put in single matches. He won the United States title. I don't think he ever won the Intercontinental belt. I don't remember, but I know he won tag team titles with Sheamus as the bar, and they ended up breaking that team, the bar, which that team was a great tag team. Uh, I mean, I remember one time Cesaro went in, in, in a match where he broke his tooth and hit the top part of the pole, Cracked his teeth, broke his teeth. The guy has been done everything in wrestling. But yet, WWE has not given him the chance to succeed and win the world title. Now, a lot of people were saying uh, when the news came out that, oh, I hope that he gets pushed. You know, uh, I hope they keep pushing him. That's what that was the, the, the remarks people were saying. And I'm saying to myself, pushing him where? Pushing him out the door because that's what they've been doing. They have not been pushing him. Yes, people are gonna say, "Oh yeah, but he won the title with Nakamura." But Nakamura is another guy they're not they weren't using, and now they're trying to push him after almost four or five years of him being wasted in the main roster. Okay, and yes, he won a title with Nakamura. But let's be realistic: Cesaro is a world title contender type of wrestler. He could go in there and give you a great match. You know how many great matches Cesaro has had? Even though sometimes he comes out short end of the stick, he gives you at least a four-star match. I remember when John Cena was doing the United States uh, title challenge. Him and Cena rocked the house. And Cena is not a, 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 a wrestler that, that has many moves. He don't. So, he, Cesaro, has been I think short, short ended in a lot of ways. Cesaro has all the skills. Cesaro has a lot of things that he could do, but WWE don't want to push him. But yet, they still don't want to push him. And if they're gonna push him, they better push him to the world title picture because that's where he belongs. That. And I think Cesaro's in SmackDown. I think he is. He should be challenging Roman Reigns. He should be in that category where he could give people a, a, a run for their money. You know what I'm saying? A run for the money. And I don't know. If if he, get, he signed another contract, I, I, I still ask this question of does he really think that nobody will pick him up if he um, he doesn't sign with WWE? Because he hasn't. I mean, 
the way I look at him, they only have been, they've been having him as a tag team guy. Singles wrestler. I mean, he should have, he should have won a King of the Ring in there. He should have won a Royal Rumble. He should have won the Intercontinental Belt. He should have won the world title at least once. He should have won the Universal title at least once. A guy's been there, and all he has is, you can't call him a Mick card because he's not a Mick card. WWE makes him a Mick card. I know a lot of you guys could agree with me on this. Cesaro is a great wrestler, but WWE wants to keep him in the Mick card. And this is and, and, and him signing, now we don't know how many years he signed. I, hope, I mean, they probably signed him a three-year deal. Hopefully, it's only a three-year deal, but WWE, I know they were given five to wrestlers. But the way I look at it, ain't nothing going to change in WWE because they keep pushing the same guys all over. Seth Rollins came back, so you know he's going to get pushed. And when his wife comes in, she's another one's going to get pushed. WWE pushes the same people over and over again. And the sad part is that a lot of these wrestling fans that watch WWE think that this is cool. Push the same people over and over again. Shove people, this down our people's throat. And when I, this is why the network had only one million fans in the six years that they were in, that's been in existence. The only ones, if you get 600,000 uh, 600, international, it's because WWE is very popular overseas. But here in the United States, people ain't stupid here. In the United States, people, people here know what's good and what's bad. And then the people who defend what WWE does is the same people who don't leave the bubble of WWE. They want to... AEW's doing great. They want to, right away, they want to, you know, talk bad and talk crap about it. Because they don't want nobody succeeding but WWE. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's ridiculous. If you, and, and you get you guys get into it with me online, and you, I'm going to school you. Whether you like it, and if you still don't make sense, I'm going to block your ass. That's what I'm going to do. Because I don't got time to be arguing with you guys when you don't, first of all, you don't make sense. You don't make no, you don't look at the concept or the storylines and all that. WWE does not, again, think long-term storylines. Never. Okay? Never. The only reason right now Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt is going on, and, and it's and they brought in the conclusion of what happened like two or three years ago, is because in reality, they don't have no vision. They don't have no long-term storyline. They're going along with the flow. You know what I'm saying? And the old man, forget it, he's out of touch. He's way out of touch. You know what I'm saying? And this is why everything is happening to WWE as far as what the ratings are going down. It's going bad. I mean, and the sad thing is that throughout the whole situation that's going on, NXT is suffering big times in the ratings because McMahon wanted to put them against AEW. NXT got trashed this, this week. Okay? They got trashed. Okay? AEW was number three in the cable. NXT was 51. So what that tells you, and it's not, and the funny thing, it's not NXT's fault. The wrestlers in NXT are perfect, not perfect, but they're good. But WWE and McMahon don't care about nothing. And then that's why I kind of question, why would Cesaro go and sign another contract with WWE? You know what I'm saying? You know, and it's and, and it's crazy. I just don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. So, you know, um, we'll be right back after this. Today's episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report is brought to you by the NBA Store. A new year brings the start of a new NBA season. Suit up with the latest gears to show your support for your team. We may be sidelined from going to the arena, 
but that doesn't mean you can't watch basketball from your couch in style. We are teaming up with the NBA and Potgo to bring our listener up to 75% off on select items. Yes, you heard that right. Go to potgo.co slash NBA for up to 75% off selected items from the NBA store. The NBA, where amazing happens. And we're back. So there's more WWE stories. Yes. They're just not AEW, New Japan, none of that. There's a lot of stuff going on with WWE. And the first one, if you guys um, remember during the week, Lars Sullivan got let go. Yes, that Lars Sullivan. And I, for one, was kind of happy that WWE let him go. He was supposed to be let go a long time ago. Okay? Because WWE... Uh, decided to try to hide what Lars Sullivan did. And that was, first of all, not that situation that happened the first time. I mean, because whether he came out in some uh, homosexual porn or, or whatever it was, and that he got, you know, anxiety attack because when he was coming up the, the uh, main roster, that's all in the past. We're talking about his second time coming around. And it was for him, he was going to be pushed big time in raw and then all of a sudden news came out that he was sending explicit photos or sending texts to a married yoga instructor and the sad thing is and this happened about uh, I say October November probably and it took WWE this long to get rid of him and then they, they weren't even using him so to top it off, there's words going around, and not only that, he made things even worse by not showing up to um, TV tapings, and he got let go. He should have been let go a long time ago, but you know what it is? Big man loves these big guys because he thinks the big guys are going to be the main story, and it's a uh, you know, David versus Goliath thing. Listen, this that doesn't work in wrestling anymore. It doesn't. I don't care what anybody says. You know what I'm saying? That does not work in wrestling. Comedy doesn't work in wrestling. Celebrities coming into the ring to wrestle doesn't work. Hey, and I'm going to take a pot shot at AEW because AEW, by them putting Shaq into the ring in a couple of weeks against Cody Rose while they trying to uh, pretty much debut Jake Carhill against Rev, uh, Red Velvet, you don't use Shaq in there. Why? And the thing is that TNT, I mean, and I don't understand what TNT is trying to do. And, and it's... A lot of it has to do NBA fans watch AEW, you know, because WWE pretty much did that a couple of months ago where the Saints were playing on Fox. And after the show was over, after the, the NFL game was over, a lot of people tuned in on SmackDown and they got three millions. So AEW is trying to do the same thing also by putting Shaq, which is they'll probably get the million. They'll probably get a million and a half, probably, hopefully, you know, but. Shaq them belong in the wrestling ring. Same thing with Smooth Dog a couple of weeks ago. I think the beginning of the, this year. When he jumped for a frost splash, it looked like a bunch of bones falling from the top rope. You know what I'm saying? The wrestlers, they embarrassing themselves. The celebrities. Celebrities, comedy, all that don't belong in professional wrestling. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's, and McMahon's still thinking with this big man, uh, you know, keeping Lars Sullivan around because he's a big man, whatever. 
look what he's doing behind the scene. And yet you still had him on the contract. It's the same thing with Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream was another guy who was accused of sending explicit pictures to a younger to a young kid, 16 or 17 year old, I don't know how many kids it was, the WWE never got in contact with the victims. And then they claimed Triple H came and tried to cover it up or, you know, uh, he said, she said, whatever. And it goes to show you that a lot of people um, pretty much, um, they pretty much talk highly about Triple H and all this stuff, his mind, whatever, but he's another goofball. Because how you, if you the, C CFO or COO of the company, how are you allowing a guy to still wrestle? You should go to the old man and be like, look, it's not good for pub. This is a, a, a public nightmare. You're a public trading company, and now you have that dark cloud over your head. And I'm sure the, the, the I mean, half of the guys who own stocks in WWE don't know nothing about wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And this is why they won't allow guys like me and myself who have stock in WWE get into the conference call because we're going to ask the real questions. We're not going to ask stupid, why is the ratings down? And you have no no way to figure out what's really happening in wrestling if you don't watch it. You know what I'm saying? So so that happened. Lars Sullivan was let go, which I, to me was the right move by WWE. Get that dark cloud out of your promotion or your company, whatever. Get that out of the way. Um... Another guy who got cut off, which I agree with WWE, and I, and I usually don't agree with WWE, and that's Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler was part of the Forgotten Son, the boyfriend of Deanna Perrazzo. So apparently, I think it was Thursday or Friday, I think it was Friday, the news came in that Steve Cutler was let go. They say it was disciplinary action. They didn't explain it what it was a disciplinary action until Saturday, until yesterday. They claimed that Cutler went to a New Year's Eve party and got infected with with a virus. And McMahon was livid. He was pissed off because he said, why would you go to a party? And you knowing the pandemic and the possibilities of you catching the virus, why would you go to a gathering? And Cutler ended up going to a gathering New Year's Eve, and he caught the COVID. And McMahon was livid because he had promised Roman Reigns and other several wrestlers that everything was going to be safe. And now, and Cutler was, uh, according to reports, Cutler was around the talent, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But Deanna Perrazzo was the one that really caught my eyes because what the comment she made. And the comment she made was, um, the comment she made was, um, oh, you know, he wasn't the only one there. That's not the point that he was the only one in there. The point is you wasn't supposed to be in no gathering, whether you had a mask or not, because he was told not to do that because of what happened during the summer last year. A lot of wrestlers in WWE in the performance center got sick because a lot of them had the virus. Okay. Here comes this guy, goes to a party, doesn't know WWE, no, catches the COVID. Now he has to tell the company. McMahon is furious. And then Deanna Perrazzo, who I respect as a wrestler, but as a person right now, but her saying that makes me say that you don't want to be accountable or your boyfriend don't want to be accountable for what he did. And you're, are, you're pretty much you know, covering up for him. 
saying, oh, every there were other people in there. Who came, who was there? The bottom line, he got caught. He got caught with the COVID. And he got fired. He's the first wrestler since the pandemic has happened that got fired for um, getting exposed to COVID. But, be, you know, it's like, I don't understand it. And, I mean, it brings back to what... Um, Undertaker, Goldberg, and others, they talk about the young talent. And sometimes the young talent is, 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 this society today, the young society, they're just real uh, ignorant. They think they're immune to everything. And some, you got some wrestlers that think that, that they could get away with stuff like this and that. I mean, you, Chris Dickinson, I think, got caught with COVID. Uh, what's it, him, I think, or somebody got caught with COVID when. Game Changer Wrestling had a event inside, I think it was September or during the summer, an event inside, and uh, I think that was the blood sport where uh, Chris Dickinson wrestled John Mosley. There was no testing. Wrestlers came out of there infected. It goes to show you the young generation not thinking, you know, and some of those wrestlers who were in that event were locked out by the Ring of Honor tournament for the Pure Tournament, some of them were not allowed to come back to the bubble because Ring of Honor was not having it. Was not having it. So here we go. Steve Cutler, you know what I'm saying? It's bad enough that the Forgotten Sons were split up. It's bad enough that, I think, Riker or whatever, he used to be uh, Gunner and Impact, made a stupid comment as political views, and people went at him. And to me, ever since he did... He made those comments to me. I, I don't. I don't care for him. I don't really watch none of his matches. I don't. Um, but it goes to show you that th- these guys were given another opportunity. Two out of the three guys from 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 the Forgotten Sons to work with Baron Corbin, you know, Vince McMahon's favorite boy and uh, company boy. Um, and here you go and do something stupid like this. It doesn't make no sense. It does not make no damn sense. How in the world are you going to put yourself in a situation like that? And, you know, right now, now you got fired. You know what I'm saying? Now, will he get another job somewhere else? I mean, Impact could pick him up. Now, I don't see him in AEW. So, uh, AEW got too many wrestlers. Too many. And I, I don't see that happening at all. So, uh, I don't know where he's going to go end up. I mean, the people saying that he might come back, I, I doubt it. I mean, Matt's not going to bring him back. Because you like, you know, I think Dave Meltzer said that they might bring him back. Why would they bring him back? If they, if they were going to bring him back, they wouldn't have fired him. First of all, they would not fired him. They would have suspended him for 30 days or 60 days without pay. But you're going to fire a guy and bring him back? I mean, are you willing to be that uh, reckless with a wrestler who just put a, comp- a lot of wrestlers in danger by going to a party, a gathering, when... We all know the CDC don't want no no party, no gathering, and yet you still, you know, it doesn't make sense. So what Dave Meltzer said, that they might bring him back, that makes no sense. It makes no sense in bringing him back. And besides, they weren't really using him anyway. So, I mean, maybe things like, you know how to say, sometimes, you know, opportunities come in, 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 in other places. that They weren't using them. So, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. So... Uh, you know, it's very, very interesting what's going on uh, in WWE. Also, 
Um, Mark Henry talked about the situation with Undertaker's um, uh, controversial comments, whatever. My thoughts on that is, you know, these old school wrestlers talking about the young generation. Yeah, maybe some of the young generation feel like they're entitled and they're, you know, this and this and that. But the young generation is not going to do what the old generation was doing, and that's going to bars, getting drunk, getting high, mixing it up with other women. A lot of these guys probably got wives at home and want to go home. You know, and maybe they don't have time, especially now when this travel schedule is not as hectic. WWE right now, their travel schedule is probably what? Maybe they, they do two tapings or whatever this case is, and they, most of these wrestlers go back home to their family. So why would you get mad talking about y'all had guns and knives and when, you know, things got real? Nobody's fighting in the back. Nobody's having a, 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 a fights and, and getting drunk and getting stupid. Nobody does that anymore. That's the, those are the old school. So even though Lashley was one guy who agreed with um, with Undertaker, but he's also one of those guys that came up through Ohio, Ohio Valley. A lot of these wrestlers that are talking, most of them were either they looked at guys like Undertaker as mentors. Uh, Mark Henry uh, looked. At Yokozuna as one of the I mean, guys, if you haven't seen the Yokozuna documentary, you have to see the Yokozuna documentary in the network. I'm not big high on a lot of documentaries in the network, but this one I had to because Yokozuna was one of those guys that I used to follow when I was younger. Yokozuna, I mean, stories they told about Yokozuna is incredible how kind this guy was. And um, it's like he turned it off. He turned it off when he was outside the ring and how good things he did for other people. Mark Henry speaks about how Yokozuna made sure that he didn't have to pay for anything. All Mark Henry did was go get whatever Yokozuna needed to eat and that's it. He would pay for his car rentals. He would pay for his hotels. That's how much Yokozuna how great this man was for everybody. And that goes to show you wrestlers you don't see this anymore. Where wrestlers make their money and they look out for other people and whatnot. So you know, and that's going to bring up my, my 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 thoughts on that when I talk about uh, in, a, in a little few minutes about legends and veterans that are still in wrestling. I mean, I heard a podcast this week that really caught my my attention of what they're saying about why legends and, and vets are coming back. So I got my opinion on that. Um, a shout out to that podcast; they know who I'm talking about. So um, it's you know you don't see that no more. The Yokozuna story was beautiful, told, um, and it really brought back a lot of memories. Uh, it's like you don't appreciate a wrestler until they're no longer here. The Yokozuna was one of those guys, as big as he was, he was agile, he was athletic, and, you know, the only problem that he didn't take care of was his weight. He couldn't control what he ate and whatever. He died too young, too, so. Um, but, you know, so guys, check that out. Don't, don't miss it out, so. Go check out that in the network. If you guys are trying to monetize your podcast and you're a podcast creator and you're trying to make a little bit of money, my podcast today is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get. When you include an ad from Pago, apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. 
That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add my podcast in the How Do You Hear About the Podgo section of the application. So let's talk about what happened last week, last Sunday. Uh, not talk about it, but talk about the wrestlers. They were involved in the Royal Rumble. And it's funny because I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they talk about why veterans and legends come back. And the best part is I love how people just come out of nowhere and throw shots at AEW about because they have Sting. Now, you think about it. Yes, they got Sting. And Sting should not be nowhere near ring and whatnot. But let's look at WWE. WWE is known for having the nostalgia fever going on especially during Wrestlemania now a lot of people say oh they bring all these old guys because these young wrestlers now don't have no charisma they have no wrestling skills and so on and so on I feel that the reason that all these wrestlers get back first of all is a, is a paycheck on their pocket they don't and that's one two they you know there's the pandemic is stopping them from getting uh, autograph sessions and all that. Um, they're stopping a lot of, of conventions and all that. Um, and of course, it's being, if WWE asks you to come, that's a payday. That's probably a million dollar payday that you're probably not getting right now. And why not? And a lot of people talking about the, the young wrestlers are boring and, you know, they, they, they don't have the proper training. Well, if these veterans come in, whether it's WWE or AEW, and, you know, come in instead of coming in just to get the bucks and just leave, instead of offering, look, let, let, let's let's talk, sit down with the younger talent, let's talk, we'll talk the, the chemistry of wrestling, the psychology of wrestling, then you'll have good wrestlers and you won't have some of the crappy stuff that we see in wrestling most of the time, you know? Because lately, in my view, there's been a lot of the young wrestlers do a lot of botches. They just miss, they, they miss their spots. They, they flying around, and that's one of the biggest things that a lot of wrestlers now, uh, especially Scorpio Sky, mentions about wrestlers doing too many flips, too many dives, too many high spots. And it's true. It's not wrestling. This is like a like a gymnastic rep match. And to me, it's like you don't get the chain wrestling. You don't get the um, the psychology part of the wrestling, oh, these guys are not doing the psychology part of wrestling because no, some of these old guys don't want to trade the young guys because they feel miserable. They feel their time is done. Why I'm going to help this young guy? I'm not getting nothing out of it. Instead of saying, look, I gave contribution to the wrestling business. Let me trade this young guy so he can contribute back to the sport that I love and that I contribute. And who knows? You know? But a lot of these a lot of these wrestlers come back for just a check. I mean, take a look at Royal Rumble this week. Almost everybody there was over 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 forty plus. Christian, why was Christian back? And I'm hearing the Edge and Christian wants to make another run for the World Tag Team Titles in WWE. I won't put it back. And you know what? I could say it's crazy. I could say it's stupid. I could say that WWE is stupid for even thinking about it. But you know WWE is going to do it anyway. So regardless of what I think. Like I said, WWE don't care about the fans. They're gonna if they think it's gonna bring up ratings, they're gonna put it. Edge and Christian, you know, 
you know, the, the pose. You know, that's you know, they they still want to bring back the attitude era, the rootless aggression, all that stuff. They will do it. You know what I'm saying? Goldberg coming back and wrestling Drew McIntyre, you know, uh, and this match was Claiborne and Spear. Claiborne and Spear. That, that was one of the worst matches Drew McIntyre has ever had. And you can't fault him for it. You got to fault uh, Uncle Dave. I called Gil, uh, Goldberg look like one of my uncles in his little shorts and just from Puerto Rico coming to um, milk the cow in the back. You know? So... Come on. And then he got two more matches in his contract? Why? Why? When you put Goldberg and Russell now next, you know? It's, it's ridiculous. Undertaker, Undertaker retires, supposedly, but you know if Undertaker tells Undertaker, look, we're going to give you $3 million. And I think he's still signed on the WWE, even though he claims he's retired. He, he probably got a Legends contract. He's not going nowhere. If McMahon says, hey, I need you for this, he's going to show up. You know what I'm saying? I'm surprised Ric Flair hasn't stepped in the ring and wrestled. The guy's like 75 years old, and he's still now he's a manager. And and I mean, I like the storyline he has uh, that he has uh, Lacey Evans, and now he wants to be a uh, Hall of Famer as a manager. Good storyline. Again, SmackDown does better than Raw anyway. So, yeah, I mean, you saw it this week. Carlito came back. Carlito wasn't one of those guys that were legendary status. He was just a Mick Carr wrestler. He did win the Unified World Tag Team titles with, uh, I think his brother, I think it was, Primo, one of those. I mean, they had the belts. But Carlito's in his 30s or 40s also. You know what I'm saying? Some of these wrestlers in their 40s, they still could go. You know? So they still could go. They still keep themselves in shape. But, I mean, the average, average wrestler in WWE is in their 40s. McMahon's and and the funny thing is, when I heard the podcast and they talking about uh, you know that they nobody trained properly, and and you know these veterans and, and and legends coming back, let's be realistic. If we or, or put it this way, if y'all guys or your fans forget that McMahon made it clear he was not in the business of making stars. He's not going to bring, make no new stars. So he's going to push what he has. So soon it'll be, instead of the World Wrestling Entertainment, it's going to be the S- SWE, the Senior Wrestling Entertainment, because that is it's happening. Nobody had, WWE hasn't built a star in God knows since John Cena. Roman Reigns is pushed is because first, I always say, the Samoa Conspiracy. And because the Samoans been around the WWE since, pff, go way back to Vince Senior. So, the Anoi the Anoi Anoi family, whatever the name is, are going to be good. They're going to be covered because they're always going to have a spot in WWE. I don't know about the rest of everybody else, but you know, and people are going to be like, "Oh, you're talking crap. You're you're not making no sense." Really? Think about it. The Anoi family's been around the Samoans, the Head Shrinkers. The Rock, Duke of Zuna, Roman Reigns. It's, it's, the, it's the, the dynasty continues, and people just act like it's not even there. What we all know is there. It's definitely there, you know? But everybody want to act like it's not happening, you know? So, but I'm getting out of, out of, out of my point. My point is that a lot of these wrestlers, AEW, you can't say AEW, has bringing back legends. 
I think the only one they had brought back is Exit Snake Robbers, Sting, R. Anderson was there, Tully Blanchett. Most of the state, um, the only one that's still active is going to be in a match is Sting. Even though he shouldn't be in the ring, but that's the only one active. Chris Jericho is on, what, 49, 50 years old? But Jericho's could still go. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't see it, check out what he did this, I think it was this week or last week when he hit the Judas Effect, caught uh, Brian Pillman Jr. with the Judas Effect in the air, and then he did the lion saw. The guy still could go. Yes, he's old, but he still could go. You know what I'm saying? I sometimes don't like a lot of his ideas, but he still could go. You know what I'm saying? So you can't say the same thing about AEW. The only problem with AEW is you got too many guys doing flip, flip that, flip this, flip that, and a lot of them are young. And but if you got veterans in there that can help, like a, like a Dustin Rose, like a R. Anderson, like a Tully Blanchard, like a Jake the Snake Roberts, you know, you got Dean Malenko back there. You have uh, um, who else is in there? Anyway, you got a bunch of other other guys that a one time wrestle. You know what I'm saying? And they could tease these younger guys. And again, you can't compare WWE, who's been around for over 50, 60 years, to a company that's only been in two years. And they, all they did was caught up. Grab a bunch of indie guys and made a a, a, a a promotion. And the promotion is doing good, but you can't compare it. And I love it that every time we point out something about AEW, I mean, WWE, they want, oh, but AEW is doing, stop. Stop. Let's, let's look at the real, real problem. And who's the one that keeps bringing all these, all these legends back? It's WWE. You know what I'm saying? Not again. At you know, these some of these wrestlers don't want to take some advice from some of these legends, and, and they want to do whatever they want. They still have the indie mentality, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I don't know. I just I just feel that 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 the problem really is WWE. WWE's been the problem. They've been the problem bringing back. You know, they got all this talent that they have. And they don't use them. WrestleMania season comes and all these part-timers come back. And that's taking away time to the younger talent. You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem. That's the real, real problem. When you keep bringing old school cat to take the spots of younger talent. And listen, if I was one of the younger talents and I'm seeing this, I'm not going to give a rat's ass either. I'm like, forget about this. I'm not, they're not giving me a WrestleMania spot, whether it's in the mid-card or low-card of the, of the event. They just call The Rock, or they just call Goldberg, or they just call The Undertaker. Why should I care? I'm not going to put 100% at this. I'm going to get paid anyway. And that's what it is. And a lot of the problem comes from WWE. Now, people could say also New Japan got a bunch of old wrestlers or whatever. But New Japan, if you think about it, a lot of the old wrestlers they use, when they have a big event, they use them in the, the, the first match of the night, and they're pushing the young lions. Take a look at New Japan pro wrestling matches. They have... Guys like Nagata, who's been around forever. Yugi Nagata, it's been around forever. Tenzan, Kojima, all these guys in the 40s and 50s. Okay, when they when the an event start, they the first one in the matches having a wrestling match. Either they teaming up with a young lion or they going against a young lion. Okay, and that's the difference. Also, this is another difference. What's the difference between New Japan Pro Wrestling and WWE? You know what I'm saying? That's what WWE should have. Like a young lion system when you're going to have, if you want to start, bring, you know, bring a guy from NXT. Let's say WrestleMania, pull, team him up with a, with, a, with a veteran against another 
coming up talent from NXT with another veteran and have it like that. That's the way you build. But WWE doesn't want to do that. WWE wants to call Goldberg, who looks horrible. You want to bring Edge, who looks like you know he's on steroids. Because he looks like his face is synced in, but her body looks, it doesn't look right. His body does not look right. I don't care what anybody, he's on that steroid shit. So, um, but it is what it is. So, we just got to keep, I guess, dealing with it as best as we can. So. Do you remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? You can read all about his wrestling career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised what you read. Go to LanceByChance.com. So, we're going to go out behind this behind the curtain with some news and stuff that has happened in the last couple of days. Dax Harwood from the FTR calls two major WWE stars overrated. Now, this was a bold statement coming from Dax Harwood, FTR. He said that when Edge and Christian were in the top of the game back then in 2001, they probably wouldn't have been able to hang with them, with the FTR. Now, I mean, that sounds kind of bold to say, but, you know, FTR, again, and, I mean, Edge and Christian were not no slouch. Edge and Christian were a great tag team, were a funny tag team. Uh, they won many tag team titles. They had great ladder matches with the Hardys, um, the, the Dudleys, and, you know, they were good. Now, FDR to come out of nowhere and claim such a, you know, such a claim saying that they were overrated. I don't think they were overrated. They they worked their asses off to get what they were where they were at at that time and them being Hall of Famers, yes, they belong in the Hall of Fame because they did what every tag team did. They crawl and scratch to the top. Now FDR now it's I love FTR, but sometimes again, you can't make a statement like that if now you can't go and prove it because now you're a different generation. FTR right now reminds me of R. Anderson and Tulsi Blanchard with the way they wrestle. They take a body part. They work on that body part. They use psychology in their ring. I mean, you saw Dax Harwood against Jungle Boy a couple of weeks ago in AEW, and you would think, wow, this guy's attacking a guy, but he could wrestle. The same way R. Anderson and Tulsi Blanchard, these guys were best good tag team wrestlers, but they were also good single wrestlers, and they won singles title. But for Dax Harwood to say that Edge of Christian was overrated. It's kind of crazy to even say that because it just doesn't make sense to me, to be honest. I think, uh, you know, um, it's you can't make such a claim, you know, because now, you know, you're in your prime right now. What are you going to do? You can't, first of all, you can't wrestle Edge and Christian right now because they're in a different promotion. Second, Edge and Christian may give you a run for your money, but you're probably going to end up beating them because you probably got a better cardiovascular and you're younger guys. But we'll never find out, right? So that'll be crazy. Tony Khan explained why AEW Dark is so long. Now, this is a situation that I, when I first read this, I was like, you know what? Wrestling fans are never, ever satisfied. Okay? They complain if it's too short. They complain if it's too long. Now, Tony Khan explained the reason he is doing the AEW Dark long is because he's giving everybody an opportunity to wrestle. A lot of these wrestlers that AEW Dark 
are either indie wrestlers who's trying to get a payday because he's still paying them for wrestling who are out of work right now because of the pandemic. But instead of fans enjoying AEW Dark and, you know, getting to know the younger talent that's starting, that's in the independent scene, that you may see them in Dynamite, no, they're too busy complaining and bitching about, oh, it's too long, you know? And Tony Khan said it. He's like, well, you know what? A lot of these wrestlers that we use, they have no job right now. They use them as talent. We use them as tryout. Then you use them to enhance another another person or another wrestler who's probably in dynamite. So, I mean, what is the problem? Wrestling fans complain about anything. And this is sad because it's like instead of you enjoying it, you complain about it. And first of all, AEW Dark's on YouTube. So you don't have to watch the whole two hours. You could go back and watch it again. Watch it where you left off. Not to sit there two hours and watch the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, there's certain matches that I watch. Like, for example, Danny Lionel is about to wrestle somebody and, and, and he posted, I'm going to go check it out, see who he's wrestling. You know, I watch some of the matches. I don't watch all of them, but I watch some of the matches. I mean, how the hell I got to see the Big Country versus Dark Order? I mean, that match was a pretty good match. And you saw Sue Grayson do an incredible feat of picking up a guy who was like 300, almost 400 pounds, way bigger than him, and, and did his finishing move. You know? So, I don't know. These, I sometimes question, you know, are, are you even serious about this? Like, wrestling fans, why are you bitching about it? You don't deserve to watch anything. You know, so your cable should be disconnected. Your Wi-Fi should be disconnected so you don't see shit. You know, because it's like, Ridiculous! It's just a common, constant complaining and bitching of certain things. You know, like, are you serious? You know, unbelievable. So, as we all know, also Friday, I think it was Friday, wrestling icon Butch Reed passed away at age sixty-six. This caught me off guard because um, uh, I saw it in some news outlet, whatever. Butch Reed, who I used to, I used to love back in the days. Hacksaw Butch Reed, wrestling missile wrestling, has some great feuds with Junkyard Dog, Ted DiBiase, I mean, uh, who else? Jim Duggan. I remember him and Jim Duggan had a, a big feud for the name of Hacksaw. Um, I remember Butch Reed being part of Doom in WCW. Uh, before that, he was the natural Butch Reed in WWE. And, and he, according to what I read, Butch Reed was supposed to be Ricky Steamboat for the Intercontinental Belt back in 1987, but they gave it to Honky Tom, man. So this is stuff that I don't even, I didn't never knew. I never knew until now. So Butch Reed was, he was the man. That guy was just powerful. His just, his athletic physique, everything. This man was on point. And it's sad that he died at 66. I mean, he's still young in my eyes, uh, but he had heart complication, heart failure, some something to that effect. So, Butchery, another guy from my era. You know, it's funny because I'm watching WCW uh, and the network. I'm catching up a lot. I'm going back to a lot of the wrestling matches. Some of the matches that I saw Butchery was matches against the Royal Warriors, uh, matches against the Steiner Brothers. Uh, I remember when he and, and, and Ron Simmons had their fallout and they had, a, I think, a case match. Uh, it, I mean, Butchery... Um, should be in the Hall of Fame, but again, WWE's Hall of Fame don't mean shit anymore. 
um, especially if you're trying to put the Bella Twins in the Hall of Fame and, and some other a-hole that's in there should not even be in there. Um, so he belongs in, the uh, I'd say, the Cauliflower Hall of Fame, which is the probably, to me, the, the, the real Hall of Fame where all the great wrestlers from back in the days are in there. So... So that, you know, that was something that caught me off guard this past weekend. Crazy, but it is what it is. Bobby Lashley named a surprising potential addition to the herb business. And this, I was like, when I read this, I'm like, why are you even thinking of putting this person in the herb business? For what? And they talk about putting in Mickey James. Now, Mickey James, I mean, I don't know what would be her... Her role, I mean, because Mickey James is, I think, just already past her prime as far as a a wrestler. I mean, she still could go, but she lost a lot of weight. I saw her in the um, I saw her in the Royal Rumble. She looked like she all these female wrestlers in WWE. Now that I'm talking about this, all of them must have been on Slim Fast because they all losing their booty and they all look mad skinny. I mean, Sasha Banks. I saw this week, uh, uh, this week in SmackDown, and she lost a lot of weight. She looks skinny, and she, she, it don't look right. And then uh, Natalia Nightheart, she had a, a breast implant. You could tell the woman's chest is more stacked up than ever. Uh, what the hell's going on in WWE? I'm like, what the hell? And then when I saw Mickey James in the Rumble, I'm like, what happened to her thick thighs and that fat booty she used to have? She has lost everything. Only female wrestlers. And it's funny, this it's sad because this is what WWE does. WWE has all these females doing the, the cosmetic look, the uh, um lifting their cheekbone, lifting their butt, losing their butt. It's just ridiculous. I, I don't know. But but her business talking about adding um how you call it, um Mickey James in there, I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um Um, so it doesn't make sense at all for me. So I don't, I don't understand it. So I don't know the, the, her business should just stay the way it is for that. You could have just put Naomi in there or you could add, uh, uh, a Bianca Belair. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. New Japan was in talks with Vice and ESPN about the TV deal that they just inked this past week. The Roku deal is not an exclusive deal. So as you guys know, uh, New Japan was looking for a USA channel. They weren't able to get through ESPN or Vice because they didn't have the data to show that, that they were going to get on the numbers that New Japan was looking for. So they went with Roku. Now, it's crazy because on my part, I had a Roku TV. Okay. So I'm not crazy about Roku. Because of Roku, I, I don't understand how to deal with it. I can't find certain things, whatever. So I ended up giving my Roku TV to my son. And I went and I bought a Fire Stick type TV, whatever, whatever. So now I hear that New Japan has to have a deal with Roku. Now I have to go and order the Roku Stick, which is already on its way. But because I want to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is what I'll do for New Japan. I've got no problem with doing what I have to do. So... Impact Champions hit, hits out of a major WWE star for copying them. So here's a ridiculous start, and this is from an Impact Champion. Kiara Hogan, who is part of a tag team with uh, 
Steves, whatever her, last, her first name is. They had the Impact Knockouts champion. Gerald Hogan claims that Sasha Banks stole her gimmick or her way uh, entrance way. First of all, ever since she won some the tag team champions, her and Steve has been on social media just yapping their mouth, talking about they're willing to wrestle anybody, whatever. First of all, there is no damn tag teams in Impact. That's number one. And the only way you may get some tag team impact if AEW sends some of their women wrestlers and have them team up. Okay. And second of all, Kiara Hogan, for her to act like she is a superstar all of a sudden, a, a, a legend, a, a great wrestler, to even come and say that Sasha Banks stole her gimmick. It's funny because Kiara Hogan, um, you didn't say anything about how many of a year, two years about Sasha Banks. So why are you trying to create clout? I mean, it's not a new. Impact always has some clout. They always try to do clout. And sometimes half of that shit backfires. So I don't understand why you're even going after Sasha Banks. So you get some type of, how you call it, some type of notoriety. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, we. I don't understand why she even saying anything. Kiara Hogan was nobody in Impact. I mean, she, yeah, she wrestled, whatever, but she ain't had no championships until recently. They won those tag team belts. Now she thinks that this is what we're talking about, entitlements. Some of these people don't know how to act when they win a title. Now they want to go and call out other people from other promotions, thinking that's cute. And it's not cute because, first of all, you're targeting WWE wrestlers. So you never know when your contract is up, you may want to go to WWE and they're gonna remember. They're gonna remember what you said about this certain one of these stars, and they're gonna bury your ass. Cause WWE is petty like that. They're very petty. So I don't understand when I, when I read that. I was like, what the hell? Why is she even talking nonsense um, about Sasha Banks? She's not even in the lead of Sasha Banks. Tony Khan revealed which AEW angle he disliked, and the one he disliked was the one where. When Matt Hardy came in as uh, broken Matt Hardy, and they were doing the telepathic moves, whatever, he said he hated that. Um, he hated that um, angle, and of course, who was involved in that? Chris Jericho. So he said he did not like that at all. So that I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, I didn't, I didn't find it. I, I didn't find it too uh, fond of it myself because it wasn't what I think that AEW should be doing, but that's something at WWE may do, but AEW was doing it. So they felt, they're guilty of stuff like that. So, um, also, AEW, like I said, AEW Dynamite destroyed NXT last weekly rating battle. I mean, it's not such a battle anymore. This is, I blame this on, on Vince McMahon. NXT should not be going through this at all. You know what I'm saying? And, I've been saying it for instance, day one, before even AEW was and on TNT. McMahon putting NXT in there to go against um, AEW was a cheap way out for them, him not to worry that his SmackDown overall ratings will go down. So, so he figures uh, collateral damage. I said it, collateral damage. So, unfortunately, that's what's been happening with TNT. I mean, with NXT. And... It's just, it's just ridiculous. 
I don't know why the hell he did that. And now it's gonna back it's gonna backfire. And right now NXT is gonna probably end up getting kicked out or taken out USA network and put on the Peacock uh streaming channel because I think they're gonna move all the NBC sports stuff into USA network and I mean they were ranked number fifty one this week, NXT. AEW was ranked three in the cable. Okay? The only ones that were behind in front of them was um I believe there was a basketball, ESPN, something, and and another thing. So, it's sad, but it is real as it gets. So, that is it for me today, guys. Uh, I pretty much cover everything. Um, yep, so guys, be ready. The wrestling business is going to get better. I mean, and I'm talking about the wrestling business. Not in WWE. The wrestling business is about to get better. Because now AEW, Impact, and New Japan Pro Wrestling, they're all working together. Plus, Sure, NWA is involved, CMML, AAA, Ring of Honor. A lot of things are getting involved. If you like professional wrestling, not sports entertainment, professional wrestling. If you like that, it's a good time to be a podcaster. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It's a good time to enjoy wrestling. If you're going to sit back and watch this and bitch about it, then you need to go you know, bitch about it on Twitter because that's why everybody starts bitching about everything. Um... You want to bitch about it because if wrestling is getting better as not sports entertainment, then turn off the channel. Go hang, go to the WWE Network or Peacock and watch that garbage. So, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything because someone's feelings get hurt. Hey, it is what it is. I'll tell, bring facts, and that's the way it is. Right now, WWE is getting ready for the, uh, getting ready for the. Uh, WrestleMania, and so they're going to be focusing on that. My, my, I'm not worried about WrestleMania. I want to know what's going to happen after WrestleMania while this whole thing with the Infinity Gauntlet of Pro Wrestling is happening. So, till then, guys, be safe. You know, wear your mask and stay six feet apart. And as I told you, you guys can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I also got the YouTube channel. Um, you can follow me there and you could go to my merchandise to get my merchandise. Plus you can listen to my YouTube and my audio podcast in the website. Also, if you guys go in there, you could TCWR dot very dot com. And that's TCWR dot very dot com. Till then, be safe. Have a good day.